The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. I'm Benjamin Dolly, and this is the VPM Daily Newscast. When police in Virginia shoot or tase a suspect, there's no requirement that the body cam footage of the incident be released. A bill from Democratic Delegate Sam Rasool of Roanoke seeks to change that. Roberta Roldan has more. High school student Keontae Spencer was walking along the road with a BB gun in hand when he was shot and killed by Roanoke County Police. That was in 2016, and his family still hasn't received the body cam footage from that night. Working with Spencer's family, Delegate Rasool is proposing a bill requiring police to release unedited recordings after they shoot a suspect. There needs to be a process by which we can expect these uh, video and audio recordings to become public because people have a, uh, have a right to know. The bill would also require body cam footage be released within 15 days after police use a taser or chemicals like pepper spray and tear gas. The Virginia Association of Chiefs of Police is opposing the bill, saying they don't want evidence made public before it has a chance to be investigated. Roberto Roldan, VPM News. Virginia's Senate advanced a bill that could extend the statewide eviction moratorium. The state Supreme Court issued a freeze earlier this month, but it's set to expire in just three weeks. Democratic Senator Gazala Hashmi's proposal cleared its first hurdle in a committee on Thursday, but it was referred to the Senate's Finance Committee for further discussion. If passed, it would halt eviction proceedings through the end of the governor's state of emergency and two months beyond. Come Labor Day, more than 7,000 scheduled evictions could move forward in courts across Virginia. Dozens of inmates at the Richmond City Jail are being monitored after testing positive for COVID-19, displaying symptoms, or having been exposed to the virus. Whitney Evans reports. A spokesperson for the Richmond City Jail says about 75 inmates who potentially have COVID-19 are being watched. That's down from about 100 cases identified earlier in the week, which includes several staff members. The spokesperson says the jail is testing inmates weekly, including those who have symptoms or may have been exposed. But they're also mass testing when test kits are available. A number of local activist groups voiced concerns about the outbreak on social media. Sheriff Antoinette Irving told NBC 12 Wednesday that the jail is grouping those who test positive together and trying to keep those infected on one floor, but that's proving difficult. Irving added another round of mass testing will take place on Monday. Whitney Evans, VPM News. The Virginia Supreme Court threw out an emergency injunction this week against Richmond Mayor LeVar Stoney allowing him to remove the city's last Confederate statue standing. The ruling was issued after a Richmond Circuit Court granted the emergency injunction to an anonymous plaintiff. The court ruled the anonymous plaintiff didn't have the ability to sue. Jeffrey Bright, one of Stoney's attorneys, said the ruling was based on the new state law around Confederate monuments. The law doesn't allow for private citizens to sue. If a statute does not provide a cause of action, then you cannot imply that there should be one and that any private citizen can act on his grievance. The court justices say only Richmond City Attorney could sue to keep monuments up. The ruling means the city could soon remove the statue to Confederate General A.P. Hill in Northside. Back in June, Richmond Public Schools ordered 10,000 Chromebooks to provide students with online classes. Now, with school starting in less than two weeks, only a quarter of the laptops have shown up. Patrick Larson reports. RPS Superintendent Jason Camreth delivered news of the laptop shortage in an email sent to parents last night. 
He says the district needs twice as many as it received. The city was expecting the laptops to arrive before classes start on September 9th, but Camera said global supply chain restrictions have put the order on hold. Students likely won't have them in hand until late September. In the email, Camera said the available devices will be given first to English language learners and students with special needs. RPS also plans to distribute Android tablets to make up for the shortage so that students can still connect from home. Patrick Larson, VPM News. Virginia's public health lab is beginning to conduct widespread antibody tests in an effort to track the impacts of COVID-19 across the state. While antibody tests cannot detect if someone is actively sick with a disease, they can determine if there's been exposure. This is because the body produces antibodies to fight off infections. State health officials say these testing efforts will be able to shed light on where the disease is spreading so the state can distribute its resources accordingly. Antibody testing can yield results in as little as 20 minutes, and the state lab has the capacity to test up to 220 samples per hour if necessary. The Chesterfield County Board of Supervisors has decided on what to do with the rest of the funding it received from the federal coronavirus relief bill, but as Ian Stewart reports, it has to be spent by the end of the year. Some of the projects the board approved Wednesday include converting six libraries into teleworking and distance learning support centers, as well as funds to the Chestfield County Registrar to help with early voting. But what worries Matt Harris, who's in charge of finance for the county, is how quickly they need to spend the money. This is the major flaw in in the CARES legislation, is that it is written such that you have to have everything fully completed by 1230. The money can also be used to fulfill major capital projects for the county, such as fixing HVAC systems in schools and modifying courtrooms. The county already used some CARES Act funds to create grants to help small businesses stay open. Ian Stewart, VPM News. Democrats in the General Assembly have advanced a proposal to allow ballot drop boxes across Virginia. They defeated a Republican amendment that would have limited voters to only depositing their own ballots. GOP lawmakers said it could lead to fraud. But Democratic Senator Ghazala Hashmi said those arguments have been used to suppress the votes of minorities. If we're going to talk about real voter fraud, we need to be looking at the tactics of suppression that have undermined our democracy. Researchers have found no evidence of widespread voter fraud in the U.S. The proposal to add ballot boxes will have to clear several more votes to reach the governor's desk. New voter registrations in Virginia are down about 25 percent this year compared to 2016. That's according to a new analysis from the nonpartisan Center for Election Innovation and Research. As of late July, Virginia had about 50,000 fewer new voters registered. Registrations began to recover in June and July as DMVs across the state reopened. All the stories you've heard can be found online at vpm.org news. This has been the Daily VPM Newscast. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.